Well, it's been the talk all week that speakership that just seems to be in limbo. We have congressional correspondent Scott McFarland with us this morning. Uh, are we getting any closer than we were at the beginning of the week, sir? Well, allegedly, um, there have been whispers and rumblings, though vague, about progress in a negotiation and a discussion between these 20 holdout Republican members and the Kevin McCarthy leadership team and allies. But all of this is hard to get your hands on. It's all talk, but nothing circulating on paper for us to see or for the entire Congress to see. So at this point, it's less than clear, but I could say this for certain. When the voting begins today, as it's expected to do at 12 p.m., there's no indication Kevin McCarthy has the votes as a fourth day of voting starts. Uh, I, I get. I was getting text last night up until almost nine o'clock. Finally, I just turned my <laughs> turned my phone off. Uh, where people were talking about how frustrated they were, how stupid it makes the Republican Party look, um, and and how one person texted me and said, uh, "I voted for Bob Good. Now he's making us look like a bunch of jerks." That was one of the ones that I had last night. Um, but you've got this House Freedom Caucus who have been resisting him, and and he hasn't been giving them what they, they want, but now they're saying that could change. Well, he's making concessions. He's made some before these proceedings began earlier in the week, and the negotiations that are underway are about more concessions from Kevin McCarthy to members of the Freedom Caucus and to members of this faction. Um the open question is, how much more can he give? What is still in the arsenal? What more can he bend on? And if he does give more, what happens to those who have already been part of his camp, the moderates, those from more purple districts, those from more competitive House districts? Are they going to start to bristle because too much has been given away and it, too much power has been concentrated now on the far right of the conference? These are the concerns. I'll tell you what, Bob Good has been a central figure here. Mm-hmm. And the local congressman uh, has been unequivocal and vociferous in his opposition to Kevin McCarthy. So, saying last night, you can stop asking me if I'll ever support Kevin McCarthy. I will not. So and and I know line. Bob Good, and if he says that, you can take that to the bank. I mean, you can't back down on it now. <laughs> you can't you can't change your opinion after saying something like that on camera. Right. Here's the bottom line. Kevin McCarthy will need to get 16 of these 20 dissenters back in his camp. But really, he's going to have to get 16 of 19 back in his camp because Bob Good has made clear he's not going to be one of them. Right. And I, I think there's a political problem this causes for other Republicans because I was talking to a congressman from Florida, a Republican, who said he's getting text messages, his phone's blowing up too, just like yours right. is from his constituents, saying, what are you doing? Why are you fighting with Republicans? Why, aren't, why don't you just fight with the Democrats? And this congressman from Florida, who's a McCarthy supporter, goes, I'm not fighting with anybody, but this is causing me political trouble, because those who aren't following closely think all of us are to blame for this. Well, there was a tweet last night. Uh, Scott Perry of Pennsylvania said, we're at a Reagan moment, trust but verify. The devil is in the details. We have to take our time to make sure it's right, not easy. One way or the other, the status quo must go. 
And, you know, my dad talked about this a lot when I was growing up about that pendulum, you know, that pendulum kind of swings and things get, you know, kind of kind of liberal and to the left. And then, you know, sometimes that pendulum can swing far to the right and then we end up somewhere in the middle. I have to wonder, is that part of what's going on right now? This is this was inevitable. Um, This moment was inevitable as soon as the election night turned the margin that it turned. When you saw a very narrow margin in the U.S. House, you could see this coming. Didn't know it was going to be a showdown over the speaker vote, but we knew a showdown was inevitable mm-hmm. because there has been acrimony inside the House Republican Conference here in Washington. That's no surprise. But this small group, and 20 is a small group for the U.S. House, has absolute unambiguous veto power over what happens in the majority. Mm-hmm. They can stop anything. And this may be the safest place to have this showdown. You don't want to have a showdown where no decisions can be made and no passages can occur when it's the debt ceiling, which can cause financial catastrophe if there's a standoff, when it's a government shutdown and the lights get turned off and the government gets turned away for days or weeks at a time. Those types of things can jolt the economy or cause even deeper fissures in America. This might be the safest battleground for this fight, because really this is an inside baseball, inside the Beltway dynamic largely. There are a few real-world impacts to this. For example, members of Congress haven't been sworn in. They can't hire their staffers, which means that may compromise some constituent services back home. Maybe you can't get your congressman on the phone if you have a Social Security check issue or a passport problem. But you know what? You can call your senator. They're still working. There's no real-world impact here. If this type of standoff happens on the debt ceiling, there's a financial catastrophe looming. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, he he may he may win the the path to the speakership, but it's a fair, fairly narrow path, looks like to me. So it's going to be curious to see if he can uh, if he can manage it or not. It's not boring. <laughs> there's that. This, it's, it's definitely not boring, and, and to a degree, as a congressional correspondent, I, I don't I don't hate that. Right. But. Uh, There's a seeming contradiction here that I can't get around. I don't see how he gets the votes, but I also don't see how anybody else can get the votes. Exactly. One of of these two impossibilities (laughs) is going to be possible. I just don't know which one right now. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for joining us and and keeping us updated on this uh, very interesting, if very frustrating, story. Anytime.